Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello! We made it to Friday. I know, I'm so excited. So, do we tell people that we did <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was super fun. We got asked by James Lott um, to do a little interview. It's called, uh, it's on the GH Mini Spotlight. You can like Google it if you're interested. <laughs> we did post it on our page, but I figured yes. we'd just tell you. Yeah. Yes. For the okay, people so who listen more often yeah. than go on our page, it's kind of a, you get to know us a little bit and you get to hear our opinion and see our faces. <laughs> yeah. They hear our opinions all the time, but they just get to see our faces while we do it. Right. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I don't know. I have a face for audio. I'm just saying. <laughs> like... You're so silly. <laughs> uh, so let's get started. I have notes in my mind from last week, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe I developed them since we last spoke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This okay. is it. So you know how Dante is supposed to go after Peter? <laughs> yes. Am I wrong? But remember, didn't Maxi get Lulu in to go see Dante? And like, we never saw Dante, but then Dante shot Peter. Do you remember that? No, I don't. So initially, when Dante got like taken away or whatnot, I -hmm. think Maxi, oh, it was when Maxi was obsessed with Mm -hmm. getting Lulu and Dante back together or basically getting Dante home because her dad runs the WSB, right? Right, yes. Exactly. So it was around that time where she was sticking her nose there and Peter was telling her not to. And Mm -hmm. then they go, all three of them, to a WSB facility to see Dante. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And then the guard goes in to get Dante. And what ends up happening is all we see is a door open and then a shot's fired and then, actually, I don't even know if Lulu was there. I think Maxie might have taken Peter alone, possibly. And then Lulu yes. got mad at her for interfering. But remember, it was Peter that got shot. <gasps> oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Me, too. So I kind of wonder, because we were all like, I don't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, was Peter always a target or was he reprogrammed? Because we see Obrecht just came into the picture she mm-hmm. just you know romanced that doctor so it would make <laughs> sense that this was a new thing but it's just funny that he basically already shot peter before and if he does it again it'll be his second time second time's the charm <laughs> oh my gosh i loved it he has great judgment i love how he opens up the bar and he's like too many people not right now <laughs> Dante robot on the loose because <laughs> I thought he wanted a drink until I heard him continue to talk I'm like yeah that makes sense probably don't walk in there with your big face beard and then shoot him openly that probably wouldn't go over well well I'm talking about face beard like I wanted to be Olivia just like just touching up his beard she's just like feeling up his face <laughs> It's different, though, because in the show, she's his mom. So I don't no, know how I, know. I feel I said, about I this. Want, no, I wanted yeah. to be in her spot, not as his mother, but just a human across yeah. from him, feeling up his face. Yeah, I can't help. But um, yeah, we got to leave Olivia out of this. But I get it. Touching the beard <laughs> is, is fun Magical. stuff for sure. So, OK, so let's just go there. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> It was better 
than I could have expected. The fact that he comes in there all like mad and this is my house, but I'll pretend to be nice to you and I'll fantasize about holding a gun to your head, which is really funny to me. Because right? I knew it because I knew it wasn't real. So I thought it was funny. Because I knew but he I, was like daydreaming. But I mean, of all the daydreams you can have, I mean, I guess it's he's still in love with Lulu and mm-hmm. he wants he wanted no matter how much he said like <laughs> there's so many funny things but anyways yes like I'm like whoa that's your go-to fantasy not like punching him in the face or kicking him out of the house or like throwing him out of the house is like, like he's skilled straight to that <laughs> he's skilled why would he have these like oh I'm inadequate fantasies he's gonna have a fantasy of like his best self <laughs> that's his that's his best self I think but I just loved how quickly he was confronted with Dustin. I know, shirt off Dustin to boot. Even when dealing with Olivia in the past, he's always been calm, understanding. He's, he's wanted to make them feel comfortable. He knew he was walking into another person's family. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's had respect for Dante from the beginning. So him, he's like, I'm so chill about this situation. 100% <laughs> respect you. Glad to finally meet the man whose family he's like literally handed me. And I love how like he sees that Dante's in shock and Dante's at the door. And then in the background, you just have Dustin just buttoning his shirt super <laughs> slowly, not missing a beat. You know, it was insane to me. It was insane to me to watch that. It was such a perfect, perfect scene. There's so many parts of that that like I was so happy that. Lulu got so angry like she didn't didn't just fall into his arms she actually had the time in the year and a half or the time they were apart to find her words basically and to be able to explain to him and how much she was hurt and how angry she was I thought she was just sad and I did expect anger but I just loved the way it came out (gasps) yes I love the how torn she was like you talked about this a lot the fact that these are two good men there is no like right and wrong it's like history versus now versus just being in like the worst situation and one of my favorite things that she said was like, if I knew forever was a year and a half, part of me laughed, but part of me was sad for her. I loved it. That was uh, my favorite line. And I rewound it because that's heavy. And the fact, first of all, he created the situation. But when Dante tried to act like he had the upper hand by going, oh, and you would have waited. It's like, yeah, because it's not yeah, that it's a long. Year, exactly. It's a year <laughs> and a darn half, man. Yeah. Like, I just think that he... I mean, look, Olivia obviously gave him a wake-up call, but the reality was he wasn't working on himself. He went, yes, he was traumatized, but he also needed to be deprogrammed. And he admitted it. Mm -hmm. He had done nothing. He had just sat there resigned to spend his life away from his family because he thought that was the most heroic thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then the moment he snapped out of it, I I don't recall seeing him work on himself at all but he accepted (laughs) the mission and came back and it's like Olivia woke him up and now it's he's slowly realizing the consequences of his actions but I was like go Lulu like you know what I mean like he created this really tough spot for her and I was glad that she was able to to express that and honestly what broke my heart the most was when he left and she ran Mm -hmm. to chase him and yeah. help, and you see her hold her hands back like no I can't actually do this so to me that communicated so much the intensity she loved him but there but then there's the reality and that's like her freezing it's like 
I, I can't, you know what I mean? She's never really had a chance to process the divorce because he was never there to do that. He, she, he, she would never have the chance to know what it was like to move on. She didn't move on with Dustin, but not really out of sight, out of mind. It made it so easy. Exactly. Oh my God. You're so right. That scene was just filmed so beautifully written so beautifully and, mm-hmm. and just, Oh my God, the acting, it was next level. Like it was everything I wanted for their reunion. Everything was great, although I I was confused as to why Lulu thought he wouldn't stay in Port Charles. Because he's like, I gotta find some place to crash tonight. She's like, You're sti- you're you're staying in Port Charles. And was like, he did tell you he was back. Like, where was he supposed to go? I think it was a stutter because the natural reaction would be stay here, this is your home. And then the second part to that is he keeps coming and going in her life. She doesn't know what's reality yeah. and what's not. She's just kind of adjusting to the fact that she's seeing him. And just professed her love to somebody else. I just think it was a moment of like, oh, what? What's going on? Like, you're really, really saying? (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right that she was processing. Because look, it's not the same relationship, obviously. And Olivia had the same reaction toward Dante. You know, she did confirm multiple times that you're actually standing in front of me. And making sure that he was staying. So that is true. it's It's definitely a different, it's different for Olivia and Lulu. Oh, exactly. And I kind of love that Lulu was like, do, does anybody know you're here? Like, how did, like, did you escape the facility or? Like... Oh, that was cute. <laughs> a lot of people were caught, even Sunny was like, like, what? <laughs> like, how are you here, basically? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that line that you said, that was your favorite line. Forever, if I knew forever was a year and a half. Damn it, <laughs> forever was a year and a half? I loved it. <laughs> right? So that line kind of really, really stuck out in my head. When... Okay. Uh, Maxie was talking to Peter and she's like, we're going to be together forever. I'm like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like, like she, I, she's not going to get to the married part because I think that they're really painting that picture that the wedding is sort of the time okay. <laughs> that we're going to uncover news. But like during her proposal, look, her proposal was still emotional. And I thought it was amazing that she was able to propose, be emotional and in a straight face, tell Peter that he was her son's uncle dad. Like she said, you're his oh, uncle my. and his dad. I couldn't even, because obviously I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking about all the things we say. <laughs> and I could <laughs> not believe that she said it out loud. I busted out laughing. But she sold it. That's the thing. Yeah. She sold it. And it was amazing to have watched this happen in front of my face. Not just in front of my face. So let's let's recap here. This <laughs> happened in front of Brit's face. She's amazing. amazing. Face. Oh, amazing, amazing. I love her. I almost forgot she was there. And then when they panned over, I was crying laughing. I'm like, she's the best. She is the best, and she's so comedic, and she really adds that, like, normie, sarcastic type of tone to it all. And she's all happy to be there um, to support her brother. I Okay, so there's a few things that happen there with Brit. So we know that Brit and Max used to have a relationship, and I felt kind of sad for her because she is trying to... Um, reconnect with Maxie and that's kind of feeling but isn't it funny so that would make her her sister-in-law again yep (laughs) and so I I was having a really hard time mentally like this week they talked a lot about genes and genetics and medical histories and so I was just trying to understand I'm like okay so Brit is the aunt to James and will also be (laughs) an aunt to this new one and then I was I really couldn't process it all because I'm like how 
how can she be related to Nathan's brother? And then I had to remember that her and Nathan have the same mom and dad. Yes. So I was confused there for a while, but something really <laughs> sh- <laughs> something really struck me though. And I wondered okay. if you ca- if you caught this and now I'm kind of reeling a little bit because of other um info we got this week about Peter. Mm-hmm. So when she was at the t- at, she says to Peter, "Hey, you don't have Huntington's. You don't have the gene." And the way she said congratulations, she was happy for him, but also looked like she was sad for herself. And then she goes on to say, like, why throw this in now? We all, the Faison story ended like a while ago. He came back, he -hmm. died. And then the hunting things came up. And then Britt makes a point of saying, I think that's why Faison reached out to Nathan because he found out he had Huntington's. And then I'm like, is that the reason you came back? Everybody is questioning why she took this job and why she's working for Cyrus Renault. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it fits in her wheelhouse and she very well could have taken the offer no matter what, but I'm wondering if there's a parallel between Faison's reasons for coming back and hers and the weird look she gave when she looked at Peter and said, congratulations, you don't have Huntington's. Oh, now I'm going to have to rewatch. I didn't catch that. Like it makes it, she's trying to find her place and right? rekindle certain relationships. And I can see how that storyline would work. And I'm seeing that scene from such a different perspective right now. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go back and look because I feel like that's something... Yeah, because there there seemed to be a little sadness. And remember all that stress she kept kind of reflecting to Brad when she came into town? And at first I thought, okay, maybe that's connected to Cyrus? Like, what what was all that stuff going on for her? Exactly. Like, she had a lot on her plate. She was going through mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Right? Keep my eyes open for this now. And so another thing. So then she then they start talking about the rheumatoid arthritis for Peter. Anna finds out, and she's all, I'm going to Google... Alex's <laughs> apparently <laughs> genetic workup and then it's like I'm gonna find rheumatoid arthritis whatever so the thing that's interesting is that people have suggested what if Peter is Robert's kid okay and then everyone's trying to figure out where does this room mm-hmm. everyone's trying to figure out where is does the rheumatoid arthritis come from and Finn's expertise suggests that it's more likely that it would come from Faison that either Alex or Anna like that just one of them has it because they're supposed to have 100% of the same genes they are identical twins Um, so I kind of wonder if that he doesn't have Huntington's like Faison does his moms don't have arthritis and what if and what if shortly we see Robert being like oh crap I dropped my gun I got my arthritis (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I can't. It's very funny. Um, I really, really love that idea. I mean, I was down with it before, but I think it's just funny. The fact that they're saying it's like arthritis, like they couldn't find anything else. But yeah, cause, yeah, because usually in soaps, they pick, they pick some kind of like rare disease. Yes. And then somehow it's like, oh, wait a second. I went to the doctor and I had a cough and now I have a rare disease. I think we're related. So, yeah, it's an interesting choice. And I do, I am kind of wondering. It was such a biological, biology lesson week. So, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering about Britt's health and I'm starting to wonder about um, Peter's paternity now. I love that. But 
even more in that scene with Valentine, Finn, and Anna. I don't think Finn was in the scene at this point in time yet, but when Anna's finally telling him, like, poor guy's just doing, like, everything for her. Valentine's just, like, Mm -hmm. he would, like, I don't know, kiss the ground she walks on. And she finally admits, you know, I might not be Peter's mother. It might be, you know, my sister. (laughs) And he just, that relief, that washed over his face. I'm like, so that's what his feeling of like redemption and doing the right thing is. It's like, oh my God, thank God I didn't take your baby. It makes so much more sense than I would have taken this. Oh God. Oh man, I feel so much better. Whoa, you should feel better. You still took somebody's baby and gave it to somebody else. That's what I love. I was, I was, I was dying. I was laughing hysterically. Johnny's like, what? I'm like, he's having this epiphany. Like now he's like, oh, I can't believe it. I didn't betray you. Now we can be besties. This is what was holding us back. I said like, it makes zero difference to me. <laughs> but, but, he's, but that didn't phase him. He still no. felt the relief. He's like, nope. Nope, I'm good now. I'm a good person. <laughs> I loved it. And even when when he walked into the house, he was bold enough to say, oh, Finn, something doesn't like me. He's just upset because all I know you better than he ever will. And she she didn't even bat an eye. Right? She didn't say anything. I was like, damn. You're right? confident. <laughs> and I feel like she believes him and she knows that it's true. And that whole thing was a complete mess. And like, just be together. And it's like, she tells him the truth. And then when he has a reaction that I think anybody would have, you know, like you have to kill her. Like that's just <laughs> what it is. And and she's like, forget it. Forget the plan. And I'm, like, I'm like, now you want to say never mind, I'll handle it when you've proven over and over that you can't. Oh my God, it's brutal. And that's why she needs him. He will. Exactly. You know, like they need each other. And I just, I can't get over it. Like he's obviously going to push a little bit harder to get his message through to her. But she's just terrible when it comes to this whole situation. Like she still can't get over that her sister was going to ambush her. Like, really? She's sad like, about really? it. Really? I know. She's all sad about it. She's like, and she's had a while to know this. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, oh, she's going to kill me. And it's like, and then you're I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, and he, Valentin's right. Like when he said, this could be a threat to me. She's like, no, no, no. It's all about me. Like, <laughs> she doesn't care about you. This is all me. All me and my kid, not you and yours. But he's willing to do what's oh. needed to be done. And he's basically telling her, look, she's coming whether you like it or not. And I feel like while she's shooting Anna, Anna's still going to be processing the fact that her sister would be willing to kill her. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, but like seriously, with Anna, I can completely see that happening. She's not facing reality. She's going to be like gushing blood. And she'll be like, I don't understand what's happening right now. We're well- sisters. <laughs> oh my gosh and that's exactly the point Anna is her weakness as was Peter like she was willing to have Peter shoot her because it's like hey you're my son let's (laughs) but that's what happened you're my son nephew you're my you're my son nephew you can shoot me just like how you're gonna be a dad uncle we're all on the same page exactly everybody's in the same boat so since we're talking about that since we're talking about that I want to just say this and then we'll start talking about like Chase and time that he had with his mama. But mm-hmm. Finn did Finn. say to Anna, you don't know if you're his mother or not. And it makes me wonder, does Finn not know exactly if he's Chase's papa or not? 
maybe that's the whole problem. Maybe that is the big family devastating secret that's going to come out because he goes, they always come out. Exactly. So I just felt like a lot of what he was saying was sort of potentially true for himself. So let's kind of backtrack a bit and say why we're thinking this. So Chase hangs out with his mom, who I love. And I think Chase is such a baby. And I think babies need their mom. So their scene works out really well because she's able to, like, give him what I think he needs right now. The yeah. momming. So, um, so I don't know. Like, it was just really interesting when he broached the topic with her. She kind of mentioned stuff like, well, I've made mistakes, too. And I was just curious as to what kind of mistakes she was referring to. Immediately, she defended Finn. Mm -hmm. Immediately, she sort of defended his perspective. And that was such a shock to me when she said, well, it must have been hard for him when his dad moved on really fast with someone his own age. That was interesting news, to be honest, because we don't know how old people are. No, we don't. And the fact that she explicitly said that they're the same age. And I'm just like, why... And like, and then Chase seems to be aware that that Jackie and Finn go way back. And I'm like, wait a second. So now she's saying that his father moved on and married someone the same age, and apparently it wasn't a stranger because then they added another detail that Finn and Jackie knew each other before. That's implied when he says, "You two go way back." It's messy. It's super messy. So like, Chase is his son. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that to me is just amazing and I wonder what Chase is gonna do when he's like dad <laughs> like cause the guy he's, he's so Aww. he's so sweet and this is really gonna devastate him and I'm kind yes. of curious as to like how this will change him cause that's a huge blow I think that okay it can go two ways I which one way I hope it's not going to go because he's in the PCPD he is a strong character that he's not going to fall onto drugs and Sasha Sasha but I hope that it's going to go the Brooklyn route because she's going through all the struggles so. of her identity and who she is and mm. what makes her outside of the quarter main name and her making a life for herself so he needs to figure out outside of this perfect ideal situation his view of family his dream of having everybody all together what does that mean for him as a person? What does that mean for his relationship with Finn? Because they do have a really great relationship. So she would be the perfect person to help him kind of navigate this whole situation. I think so. And I mean, who do you think will get custody of Chase? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Whoa! No, but I, I completely agree. There's definitely some, like... Like, there's certainly a parallel between him and Brooklyn. And I was actually just thinking about Chase this week. I'm like, you have developed quite a circle. Again, opposite of Sasha. And I think it's kind of obvious that they're just friends. Like, it's very blah. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, and not even close friends. Because he has no idea, like, what's going on no. right now. And so I just thought it was interesting. You know, he has Valentine calling his phone. He got thrown into the middle of the entire deception fiasco. Yes. So let's. <laughs> talk about deception which is hilarious it's like oh. your company's name is deception what did you like you, i think your presentation went according to plan but I, I thought they could play it off in a way that it it ties all of that together and then kind of come out on the other end like i was hoping that they would find a way to to make it all work out so i was really yeah. surprised in soap world that she was like no nah. <laughs> Because, like, she said no to all of that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and I don't blame her. But what I thought was funny was then when Brooklyn got caught, I'm like, why is she not whispering deception? 
I felt more nervous. <laughs> like, that's what I was looking for. Like something like that. Exactly. Bang on, you're hired. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And by the way, I was blown away by the song. I would, yeah, like it worked out really well. I loved her lip syncing. She was really good because I have to admit the whole time that was happening, I was like holding my breath because I wanted, I wanted Brooklyn to get away with it. I Me wanted too. this Me to too. work. Like <laughs> I just did. Okay. Okay. That was the end of that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was too. thinking, no, cause I was also thinking about Sasha. I'm like, did I feel the same way for Sasha in my head? I should have verbalized um, it. I was like, I was really voting for Brooklyn to win. Sasha, on the other hand, <laughs> I was struggling with finding a way to like, um, cheer her on because her trying to put on that lipstick, I just about lost my marbles. I'm like, okay, what is going on right now? So I want, you know, it, I think it would have been an interesting twist if Lucy had taken the reins. Like she blamed a lot of it on Sasha and Brooklyn. I know they're equal partners, but if she had just taken taken all of those little twists and turned them into those little opportunities, I would have seen the Lucy I wanted to see as well, love, like as a leader, you know? I love how much you wish that they pulled off this deal. Like I think, <laughs> I think for you, you're just so pissed that they're not going to be in those 200 stores. I think, I, I think you're really upset about that. But yeah, Sasha was something else. Like even when, like she was so flustered when Lucy told her, can you go get her some herbal tea? When she said herbal tea, you see Sasha oh. like reeling, like you mean coke or just actual tea? Like, <laughs> yeah, she was like really freaking out. She was also wearing running shoes with her dress. Right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> things are working out really well for her. And I, I, part of me is is hopeful because when Lucy confronted her, she wasn't just like, oh, you messed up our presentation. She was like, I've noticed a lot of changes in you. Like, things are yes. really not okay with you. And even though Sasha got upset and kind of blew her off and left, I, I don't feel like that's something Lucy is going to let go. So I, I am hopeful that one person will kind of take that extra step with her that no one's really doing. Like, everyone's sort of letting her get away with not filling in the blanks right now. Well, that's what makes me a little bit sad is that even yeah. though Valentin called Chase, he ended up in with Brooklyn. Like he didn't even go looking for Sasha. He just like forgot why he was there. And he texted he her. He did, but it's like, I don't I know. know. Valentin actually called you. Like he physically wanted you to come over. You go, you see Brooklyn, and then you just text Sasha. Like I don't, I don't yes. understand how this friendship works. And that's the whole thing we've been talking about. Like she's so lost and she doesn't have anybody yeah. that's so close to her on a daily basis that they would notice these drastic changes. So I agree. Lucy would be that person. Valentine's starting to figure it out, obviously, like not figure out what hmm. the problem is, but that she's changed. I think that's why he called Chase. Cause I don't see him doing that under regular circumstances. Like, Oh, she's just sad. Call Chase. It's like, no, there's something really wrong. that I feel like you can get through to her. I just don't know what that is. Do you know what's really interesting now that you're talking about this? Because it does make me sad that she doesn't have those connections, mm. but we just mentioned Lucy. I remember her and Lucy, like, Lucy was trying to console her after she got punched out by Brooklyn. Yes. So I am now wondering, because people have been talking, you know, like, we liked the mother-daughter relationship that Sasha had with Nina. Mm -hmm. And some people hoping that, you know, maybe she really is Nina's daughter. That would be nice, because we see that Nina needs a daughter. We see that Sasha needs a mom. But what if that happens with Lucy? You know what? As you were saying it, I love the idea because Lucy can be that mother slash mentor. Not that Nina can't be, but Lucy and Sasha have gone through far more similar things and have had to dig their way out mm -hmm. of similar situations as 
you know, like Nina, it was different. Yeah, she grew up, she grew up with money. She was in a coma for 20 years. She stole somebody's baby out of her belly. Like very, very different circumstances. I think we, uh, Lucy and Sasha would have a really, really sweet and awesome connection. Yeah, and like, I, and I agree with you. For, of course, it could also be Nina, but that's the point. Their stories have diverged. Yes. And I almost feel like her wishing um, Sasha farewell at the time that she had that photo shoot where she did coke for the first time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that sweetness that Nina imparted on her was also looking like a goodbye even. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of like this is where we're leaving off in our relationship. So while it could be anybody, the story is really pushing, I think, these two together. And that would make sense for everything you just said, that they're more normies in terms of their mistakes. Yes. So, okay. So something really struck me and made me really, really excited because I never write. I just kind of throw my hopes out there. <laughs> Some, sometimes they happen. Sometimes they don't. They mostly don't. I'm just saying they do sometimes, but it's not true. So, um, <laughs> so I was really, um, it caught my attention that when Brooklyn was feeling down that she decided to kind of attack Valentine. Yes. And kind of blame him for everything. And then he was really amused by her strength and energy and, you know, and all that. And I just kept thinking, Lucy fired her. Mm -hmm. And so now she doesn't have a job. Valentine still, you know, is impressed by her nonetheless. And he thinks that they're similar. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, will it come true? Because remember, we talked about this. Would he mentor Brooklyn? Because we said, like, maybe she does want to know more about ELQ, which is something that Ned wasn't willing to teach her. Yes. And then it just so happened that she ended up on her own asking Sasha, can I be in on more of the business end of things? Like trying to cover her basis because her voice may or may not come back. And a while back, we talked about her, her being groomed basically by Valentine and basically gaining all of that business savvy. And I felt like we had a hint of that today because when she was trying to explain to her dad, the rationale behind her decision, mm-hmm. I actually was really impressed by her rationale that she said, I did research the profits and this and the way she was talking. So I'm starting to think that my wish can, may come true. Oh yes. I, I 100% put all my blessings on that wish because Remember, we did talk about this. You wanted it and I wanted it. I wanted mm-hmm. to see her in ELQ. And Ned was not the type of, you know, mentor, leader that she needed to learn all of the things. And Valentine, just the look on his face and the comment he made and, like, the spark in his eye. And then she immediately kind of changed her facial expression. It was, oh, man, I would love to see them working together. I would. And at this point, like Ned would deserve that. Like, I think he always yes. wants to keep Brooklyn in her place. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't see that, that she could be more. And Valentine has no problem seeing and feeding the potential in her. Um, so I'm all for that. What I do think is kind of funny. Why would you blurt out your affair out loud? Okay, here's, oh, you want me to, te- I'm going to tear into that right now. I was so furious at the way he was talking to Brooklyn you know namely one of the things he said was that Brooklyn you were uh you didn't take responsibility for your mistakes and that you wanted the fast track um hello that is exactly what you are doing you stole the company away from Michael you are not taking responsibility for all of the terrible things you did distance made you and Olivia okay not actually talking about it and figuring out a plan for the future and yes you did cheat on her because you were impatient and you couldn't wait the one day when she would come back home. She was gone for two or what, 
three days. OMG. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're absolutely right. And between you and Monica, it was amazing. Like Monica, I love how Monica deals with them because she tells them <laughs> like it is. And it's just, I, I'm going to give her my gold thumbs because <laughs> I, I 100% love all of the stuff that she has said to Ned over this week. But I mean, obviously you trust Monica to tell her, but I'm just like, why are you going to put Monica in that situation? Right. Why? Why would you do that to her where she has to look at <sighs> Olivia and know that you betrayed her? And the fact that, I, I, honestly, Jason has been amazing since it started back and they keep planting seeds for more and more drama constantly. Mm-hmm. And so Brooklyn coming in and hearing this, like, I mean, I don't know... I don't know what that's going to do to her to know that or how she would even use it. I was so excited for her to hear that. You have no idea because she is close with Olivia. She is. And I don't know, like she wouldn't want Olivia to be hurt, but it's also showing her that Ned is, can I say jackass? Yeah. (laughs) Because he's trying to stand on his like soapbox and she's like, whoa, you're, you're this guy. Like, are you serious right now? And you're trying to tell me about my character and my choices. Yeah, I cannot wait to see what she does with this. But exactly that. I don't want Olivia to be hurt, but maybe no. Olivia will turn to Brooklyn and it will strengthen their relationship. That would be really interesting because that's exactly it. It's awkward because she's close with Olivia, but I also wonder if her and Dante are going to cross paths because she was adamant. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not going to come back here. And I'm like, Dante comes back the stairs. I'm going to be in my room. Because <laughs> this is Monica's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought that was like super hilarious. Speaking of humans, let's talk about Brando. <laughs> Got it. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, okay, so he's going to work for Cyrus, and he's going yeah. to be the... Oh, I love the name of his title. Where did I put that? He is the Peacemaker Bridge... Liaison. Yes, Liaison of Truth. I freaking love that title. Like, I don't even know what to think anymore. Like, Sunny had a meeting with Jason, I think, a week ago, where they talked about, like, you know... We have to find evidence that he breaks the truce. I'm like, you know you're criminals. You don't have to find <laughs> proof of anything. Like, you can legit do whatever you want. Cyrus shows up at your dad's funeral. Mm-hmm. Insanity. Oh, my goodness. And nothing. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I understand his rationale. He gave it to, to Jason a while ago, and he sort of reiterated, you know, the plan. He's kind of poking at Cyrus's weakness. So, like... I get it. It's just really hard watching Cyrus cross all these lines. Yes, it, it, it it's so hard to watch. I mean, we talk about it week after week. And then you have super, even crazy Gladys. And oh they kind of sparked. <laughs> they really did. Um, it's like crazy meeting crazy. And I was like, you yeah. know what? I don't mind. Get in bed with Cyrus because this guy won't hesitate to kill you. Like, who knows? Maybe he doesn't break up with people. Maybe he murders them. We don't know. But it's just like Sunny is leaning with you. Like, watching her conversations with Carly and watching Sam watch Carly have these conversations Uh is amazing. It's amazing to me. Like, oh, like Gladys pushes all the buttons. Which is oh, why she's, um, yeah, it's amazing. And it's just, it was funny. There was such a scene where I, I, I paused and I'm like, this is hilarious. She's like fighting with Sunny and you just see everyone's face watching her. You see Cyrus, Jordan, Carly's face is like, <laughs> I am going to kill you. But it was so funny to watch, for to, everyone is watching the crazy play out. It was incredible. Like, to, like a criminal like Cyrus, he's just watching this like awkward. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, she she like yeah, she's amazing. Like she can take over an entire scene. She can make me feel all the emotion. She makes me want to like rip into the TV. Like she's incredible. But I'm very glad of whatever partnership she's getting into with Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, I'm really cute because it's almost like I mean, he did say that he wanted a lady friend and he was fixated on Laura for a while, but you know, obviously Laura is not exactly the right partner for him, but I think Gladys She's is. mentally stable, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so about Sunny, like, you know, rightly so, the past couple of years, he was very much focused on Mike and supporting his father. Mm -hmm. And I guess the expectation was his father's past. This is still a lot for him to deal with. However, we're probably going to start to see Sunny re-engage with his life, you know, re-engage with the Cyrus problems, Mm re-engage with Carly. But then I was thrown. It was still super realistic and a continuation of the whole Mike storyline, in my opinion. But seeing himself and his father, wondering if he's going to experience the same fate. So that mm-hmm. kind of threw me because I didn't see that coming. Really? And it, no, I really, I honestly, I, I didn't. Um, it makes such sense though. Like when he brought it up, but it also made me feel like, okay, like he's not in a place to really reconnect with his life right now. Mm-hmm. And there will continue to be a wedge between him and Carly. Like now, even though like they're there, they're supporting each other. We saw today that like Jason is taking that role for Carly and he will, and he is purposely giving her more attention due to the conversation they had at Turning Woods, where he feels like you are the thing keeping the family together and someone needs to take care of you. So I feel like Jason is really prioritizing Carly right now for that reason. Yes. I love their little three person relationship, you know, like when she needs emotional support, she gets it from Mm -hmm. either Sunny or Jason. Do you know what's funny? I watched Seven Questions mm-hmm. with uh, Steve and Brad and they had Carly on and they had her name all of Sonny's kids and then Steve Burton uh, pipes in and says something like um, about Carly having more kids and she's like, no, I'm not wearing a suit. I mean, if we want to adopt or take another kids, I have no problem, but I'm not like nothing is coming out of Carly. And then they were talking about the kids and then Steve goes, Sonny doesn't raise his kids. Sonny doesn't raise any of his kids. I do. Jason does. And then they talked about <laughs> other kids. And then I think they said something about their kids. And then the like Laura Wright actually said, yeah, Jason. Oh, I mean, Steve, <laughs> like when they were talking, <laughs> it was so crazy. So they, they, they do hint and talk about them getting together because they're the ones who sort of run the family. Like not the illegal one, the real one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? He lis- I, I find it so fun to listen to their take on the whole thing. Oh my God, I'm going to have to listen. Yes. Okay. So I am so scared because uh, Jason told Carly, all you got to do is stick to the story. And I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, oh my God, is she not going to stick to the story? Like, come on, you know how to stick to a story. So I'm really terrified for Carly and this whole like interrogation thing that she's going, but I'm just like, Diane is with you. So just literally look at Diane for every single question. Exactly. She's amazing. Let her take the lead, do what Jason does and just keep tight lipped. Exactly. Which she can't really do because she ran out to find out uh, the gossip on, <laughs> on Joss's situation. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't. I could. I thought that was hilarious. Like, pause on this life-changing moment. I need to find out more about Cam and Joss. <laughs> right? And I mean, like, I don't. 
I kind of loved when Dev was like, I think you're getting in the way. Like, I think you're not seeing this. They're not into you. They want to be with each other and you're not getting this right now. So I love how direct he was with her. However, he's going back to like the con man that he was or the con yes. boy. And I was, and I forgot about this last week because his original connections were Sonny and Dante. And when he mm-hmm. came to town, he was looking for Dante first. Yes. And so I kind of wonder what this means for Dante being back and, and Dev. Oh my gosh, there's so many things going on in my brain. Yes, I can't wait to hear what Dante's perspective on Dev is. And maybe he knows something or little tidbits about Dev because we don't know very much about him. You said, I think it was last week, how it's interesting to see the parents kind of talking about the younger kids because it's usually the younger kids that talk about, you know, or and involved in storylines of the, you know, older people in Port Charles. So we had Carly kind of stopping her conversation with Jason to run out to yeah. Dallas to see what's going on. And then you had Elizabeth make that yeah. comment to Franco. <laughs> I knew <about> it. <laughs> yeah. I knew Remember when I told you last week that, mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's going to be problems if Cam is with Joss because she likes Portia. And Uh that fits into her world. Okay, so about Elizabeth and Franco. Like, I Uh can't wrap my head around their insanity. So let's kiss other people because Uh they won't stop talking about Ava and Nicholas disrespected our marriage. (laughs) And I'm like, and your plan didn't disrespect your marriage. You basically Uh kissed people for money and then said, nah, (laughs) we're good people. We're not going to take the money. We do it for free. (laughs) That is the best perspective on this whole thing. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I really don't understand. Like, I was swearing at the TV. I was, like, literally in the middle of writing a note when they walked away after ripping up the checks. And I was like, what the? It's, what is happening? And then I felt horrible that Ava finds Nicholas's signature. Yes. And she doesn't realize it's the nitwits who walked away that are responsible for the whole thing. And now Nicholas is going to be like, you know, Ava... I super love you. And she's going to be like, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and it's like when he was talking to Alexis, that was the best. Cause he's talking and she's staring at him really confused. And I could just imagine her being like, am I drunk? Or does he like, like Ava? I can't, I can't figure this out right now. <laughs> okay. So Ava, I was hoping that she was going to follow Scott. Cause I'm sure she can recognize him from the back. How many people live in Port Charles? Like 20. So she I, knows it's she Scott. Gonna, I know, but I thought she would follow me too. And, and kind of be kind of, a reverse situation of where Lulu overheard Nicholas's whole thing and that got blown up. So I was hoping mm-hmm. there was going to be another like eavesdropping following type situation. And then um, Nicholas was so cute. Like I couldn't get over all of this awesome things he was saying and how super cute he was being. My favorite with um, Nicholas is when he was super confused as to why he wasn't unhappy. <laughs> he was like, why? <laughs> why doesn't my marriage suck? Like it was just... <laughs> It was really funny. So the thing that surprised me with Alexis is that, okay, we see that whole scene with her stumbling down the stairs looking for alcohol. Nicholas pops in, doesn't really realize that things are off, which I thought was kind of interesting and shows how much Mm -hmm. he's in his Ava bubble. But then I thought, um, hello, at the reception, right when Alexis kind of stumbled off, Sam picked up her drink and smelled it. And I'm like, where the heck is Sam? Maybe she's on on Monday. (laughs) <laughs> this is a really long day. <laughs> oh, 
Um, no, it's true. Where was that whole Sam up your butt situation? Like she's usually right there with Alexis. <laughs> I think it's coming. I think it's coming. And I'm hoping Olivia re- tells Sam, like, I hope she bumps into one of Alexis's daughters and is able to tell them what's going on. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, does Sam really need to smell her mom's drink to know what's up though? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> it is weird. And something about Sam though, it just, at one point she was asking Jason a question about what was going on and all she got was utter silence <laughs> and and it's just funny when you contrast that with friday's show where carly walks in and brando's there and he stops talking he's like no she knows everything and then jason comes in and they just sort of like you know carly gets to know certain things like carly knows all the stuff going on with brando all the stuff that he can't bring himself to tell sam yep very interesting i mean it's going yeah. down the path we know it's going down but just yeah like, it's hard to watch sometimes it is hard to watch and honestly i'm a little surprised because i'm trying to think if jason has ever been this dismissive with a love interest Ooh, okay maybe we have to look i'm gonna look back at some videos this weekend because he is though like you know what i mean like sam is acting crazy but he's leaving her in the dark i agree like she has reason to be like i would be annoyed like, she has no place. Like, it's obvious. Even when Sonny went to go get Jason, he literally looked at her and was like, this doesn't concern you. Yeah. She's very much being, like, pushed out of that little um, circle. hmm Big time. Yeah, it kind of sucks for her. I agree. But hey, there's Brando, right? Exactly. Just because you said Brando, it made me think, was it this week that, uh, oh, maybe it was last week, but it really brings it to light right now. When they're standing at the pier, so it's Sonny, Jason, and Brando. This mm-hmm. was definitely last week. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's going to, Sonny says to Brando, like, yeah, he's going to try and get you. You're, you're second best to Jason. Yes! Right? So maybe you think of that, yeah, when you said this, like, yeah, she's going to be pushed into the second, Jason number two. Well, Jason well, number three, yeah. technically, because there was, like, Drew Jason. Exactly. And there's, like, Jason. <laughs> Any remnants of a Jason. It's like, you walk around sniffing the air. Are there remnants here? Can I date you? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we, we have to kind of talk about how, okay, Julian is special, but his behavior this week was really hard for me to watch. I'm like, you're seriously going to ruin your sister's life? And Sonny is even coming to tell you that I was shocked. Like to hear Sonny say like, I've held back because mm-hmm. of Ava, but there comes a point where Ava won't save you. And I'm like, but you are bordering on that right now. You're messing with her her life and you're yes. also messing with Nicholas to try to get him to leave her. And I was like, what is going on? I was, I was, I was grossed out. <laughs> I was so mad. Like my face was turning red, especially when I said something like, at this point, are you choosing your fake husband or your real brother? But it's like, you're not being a real brother. You're, no. You're, you're minimizing her pain with the murderer of her daughter. Like, how dare you say that it's, oh, you just have to go once a week and yeah. like talk to him. And, oh, you can't get divorced. I'm like, is this actually happening right now? I am surprised that Ava didn't react stronger. I found she was very calm and spoke to him very logically. And, um, oh my gosh. Like, I just but- wanted, what, what did she say to Scott? She said like, if you betray me or something like that, I'm going to do things to you that are very deplorable. Like yeah. Julian's like really crossing that line. He is crossing that line, but I think she sees him as family. And I think mm. in those moments where she gives him patience, that is her best self and the self she's trying to work on. Obviously mm-hmm. it's different with Scott because she feels that she's threatened. And of that's course. the thing. She also at this point with Julian, you know, has that idea of looping Nicholas in on the whole thing. Yes. 
So there is that. But yeah, I'm super disappointed in Julian. And I just thought it was hilarious. I loved Sonny's line. He walks in and tells and says, it's all right, Jules. Stress kills. I'm like, what is happening? That's the first thing that you said. And then... And then when he's holding the door and closes it, they were also playing sexy music. So I didn't really understand the start of their scene together. Rewatch it and you'll see what I, I mean. I'm just like, what? Their whole interaction I thought was pretty funny. And I like it when it's just the smirk on Sunny's face. And that's the Sunny I kind of miss. Like, I think you should have more coffee here. Like that whole conversation. And then Julian, it just goes all over his head. He's like, oh, there's just like a lull in the restaurant right now. Like, I'll get more people. Like, he's just not understanding what's happening in the moment. I just now understand what's happening. Cyrus is doing that to like drive him out of business. Is that it? Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you were saying. I'm like, you're so concerned about everyone's business dealings on the show. <laughs> I, I like that. I, we make a good team. <laughs> I honestly thought that Julian was going to be grateful when Sunny offered the coffee because I thought mm-hmm. he was aware that Cyrus would stop at nothing. How many threats do you need coming at you at the same time? And I thought he would have agreed. So I was a little bit surprised by his stupidity. And also, look, I understand that Nell wrote a letter, but but why can't they just be like, she lied? Right? Not Not true. <sighs> Um, not a reliable source she's not and I wish you would have like just go to Sunny like that's an option to be like look the reason why I married her and the reason why I did these things is because I felt that you would have believed her I feel that you're just looking for a reason to Mm -hmm. to hurt me so that's why I went along with it not because it was true but because of what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Because of my previous statement. (laughs) Because of my previous statement. (laughs) And my brain is like winding down for the night. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's tucking itself in. No, but like I totally, (laughs) aw, that's cute. (laughs) Um, But yes, I was thinking that when uh, Sunny offered the coffee, that it would have been in his best interest. Like if he was thinking (laughs) logically. No, because like, no, right. I agree with you, but you sound like a mobster yourself. Oh. I think it would be in his best interest. <laughs> I agree, Mel. This is why I do the podcast with you, because it's in my my best interest. <laughs> oh, it is, honey. <laughs> um, because, like, okay, create those alliances with Sunny. Like, you obviously know that he's at odds with Cyrus. Yeah. These are ways, small ways, that you can win points with Sunny. You're never going to be his best friend. You're never going to be his right-hand man. But, like, dude, you really don't know how to bro- in peace. I love how Julian equates, you know, being under Cyrus's thumb as being the same as selling Sunny's coffee. Right? He's like, oh, oh those are equally horrible. <laughs> I can't sell your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what will people think of me <laughs> offering a better quality caffeine? <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so. Um, oh, yeah. So last thing about the whole Julian stuff is Nina mm-hmm. pipes in and is like, hey, can I have Nell's body? And in all, <laughs> in all fairness, you know, in terms of justifying why you would, you know, give her basically like a human burial is that mm-hmm. I, I understand that she's married to Julian. But at the same time, like I know, like even with Michael, doesn't Wiley deserve a place to go? Yes, I agree. So, so I just feel like um, Nina doing that is doing sort of the favor for Wiley. Where this leads her, I don't know. But she did confront Jax about, um, about that look he gives her when it comes to Nell. 
I know that whole thing is super, I like the way she called him out on that, but I do Me like too. what you had to say, because when it comes to Wiley, she kind of is going to be his grandmother is what we're thinking. Yeah. With, with Willow. So that kind of makes another like slowly they've been building this relationship and, and being more respectful towards one another and being, you know, crossing paths more in a positive way. And this is like another one of those steps. Well, I think regardless of what happens in terms of who Nell is to Nina, the point is Nell has made a mark on Nina. And for that reason, one way or another, I think Nina will forge a relationship with Wiley somehow. And again, like with what you said, probably through Willow. And I think Mm -hmm. that she will be the link for Wiley to the better parts of his mother. Like, I think she's the only... um, Yeah, the only connection to that. I totally agree. Okay, so can we talk about Curtis? Oh, I was wondering when you're going to bring that up. (laughs) Okay, so I have to start with this and then I can, you know, do my thing with him. So Mm -hmm. he did say the sanest thing in a while. He said, Tina is a, Tina, Trina is a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever she is. (laughs) He's pulling a Dante, calling her another name. (laughs) So awesome. Oh my God. Johnny's like, could you imagine for like the rest of like his, the the stint on the show that he just keeps calling Dustin any name but that. I'm like, I really think that needs to happen. But, um, (laughs) so Curtis said that Trina is a teenager and he can take whatever she dishes out. That is literally the sanest thing Curtis has said in a while. To me, that is the old Curtis, the old stable Curtis saying that. But then the whole conversation happens and I'm like, there's a lot that Curtis, you know, goes over his head. Mm -hmm. But then like, he gets caught up in the fact that like Jordan refers to herself as a ghost. I guess that's where <laughs> I, I guess that's where I saw, but I, I don't know if I would pick up on that. Would you? Would you think it's weird? Like, why are you calling yourself a ghost? I just feel like she's ranting. Like, whatever. I know. Just felt like she was like putting words together just to keep them quiet. <laughs> exactly. And then when when Jordan le- left, because she's like, I'm I'm upset. I'm not hanging out with my son tonight. Um, he turns to Portia and being like, he accuses her of, of guessing right. Did you just accuse Jordan of covering for Taggart? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Are you like, I'm like, you know, she's right. So yeah, that to me, I just thought was hilarious. So the interesting thing about Curtis and Portia is that, you know, she's constantly proclaiming her love to him, but kind of disguising it like, oh yeah, I was at a dance and he you know, he talks about music and she talks about music. And, oh, yeah, we both like music. And then they get into, like, this little bubble. And then he snaps out of it real quick and real hard. And then and Jordan always comes into the mix. And then he inevitably ends up getting mad at Portia. He genuinely does not know what to do with his history with Portia. And I just love watching it. It is funny to watch. And, you know, it really occurred to me this week. I mean, I know there's a lot of complaints around Jordan shutting Curtis out and also not being able to like solve this Cyrus thing. But at the same time, no one's really solving it. And it seems more of like a long game than any type of quick solution. Like that just seems to be the reality with dealing with somebody as scary as Cyrus. But Mm -hmm. I noticed that like when Jordan deals with Cyrus, like she's so good at keeping a straight face all the time. Yes, love it. And I was just like, doesn't Cyrus notice that she blanked out for a while? Remembering (laughs) something? It's probably like, she needs the coke. She also, she's a thick man, but, but 
but also you know it really really hit me because it took me a long time to like register the ramifications of her not telling Curtis that Taggart's alive and mm-hmm. honestly it's really just a dead marriage walking like honestly like as soon as that <laughs> comes out like basically when she's walking around right now like her marriage is is kind of over oh yeah big time so yeah that really struck me good stuff good stuff <laughs> okay so we know that you're do you have another favorite line you already gave your goal yes away. yes um okay so I don't even remember the whole line but these are just some stuff it's it's about Monica when she just um tells Ned you're doing a bang-up job I just love the way that she she says it and when he's like Olivia's the best thing that's ever happened to me and he's like does she know that <laughs> She, like, doesn't cut in any slack, and I absolutely love it. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Like, yeah, there was a lot of really great stuff this week with Monica, and I love that she actually said, she's like, I have a lot of time on my hands, so I'm going to play mediator. (laughs) Anything for, like, Tracy not to come back, but I'm just like, bring her back. Why not? It'll be fun. (laughs) No, I agree, too, and I'm going to give kind of a half star to Nicholas and a half star to Alexis because drunk Alexis I find incredibly entertaining and Nicholas is just his sweetness in his uh, declaration of non-love kind of love about Ava my marriage doesn't suck is what he declared (laughs) (laughs) equals I love her (laughs) exactly exactly he's gonna get his heart broken (sighs) yeah I do have one funny for the week. So it's Alexis and Alexis, Elizabeth and Franco. I obviously love Alexis at this point in time. (laughs) Elizabeth says, you know, we had the photographers, you know, I had the photographer hiding behind the bushes. And I think she said like, so did you at the gallery. So did Mm. the guy have one of those like costumes with like the bushes attached to it? And he walked (laughs) into the gallery. Like that's all I kept picturing in my head. So that's my (laughs) funny for the week. I me too. I have funny visuals of him in the art gallery. <laughs> I'm like, was he standing just in the room? Was he wearing a paint? Like, I don't even understand how that was humanly possible. I know. So that really made me laugh. So I think that's the last thing and we have covered it all. So folks, that's a wrap for this week and have an awesome weekend. Bye. Bye.